Well, hello everyone. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, Dima went to with the pastor on the pastor's is it retreat or something like that, and um, he offered me to to talk to you. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, constantly I'm thinking, you know, what else? What else can we improve, or what else can we say, or what else can we teach that something is 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 gonna be usable for everyday life? And um, I'm gonna talk today about um, one topic that it's really um, it's it you know didn't come just when Dima told me to preach. It just I'm constantly thinking about it about um, spirit of discernment. Spirit of discernment. And uh, before we're going to do that, I'm just, uh, let's just, let's just have a short prayer that God will use this word and the, the word is going to be just think, sink in our hearts. Let's just pray, okay? Dear God, I just uh, ask Holy Spirit that you will speak to us and you will help me to to tell what what is inside of my heart and what you told me to say, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will fill every heart here. Lord, we just want to be closer to you, and we want to we want to know how to live in this world full of sin and perversions and Lord, we just, we just need you, and we need your grace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. By the way, who is in school? And who, uh, you guys are um, in colleges. Who is in colleges and in schools? Can I see your hands? Okay. Is that a very stressful time right now? Tests? Finals? Nice to talk. Okay, I know May is, on one hand, is a great time. It's, a, it's you know, we, we're finally starting to get a little better weather, but then you have all this tests. I know, it's kind of tough, but that's okay. Well, well you'll, you'll go through it and you'll pass it. Okay, Josh, you're ready, right? Okay, spirit of discernment. Uh, this day's, more than any other ages before us. We are just full, we are flooded with knowledge. Everyone who has a computer, everyone who has a smartphone, has access to so, it just, it just sometimes blows my mind how much access we have to knowledge. And this generation... Um, Millennials are, especially millennials, I, I, but, but people this age are, a lot of times they're just full of, in, I would not even say knowledge, but probably information. We're just stuffed with information, a lot of information. It's different kind. Facts, uh, just, just think about this past couple of days. How many times you went on a Google? Just think about how many, how many 
hours maybe you spend on YouTube just searching, just just looking for something. And it could be different information. Anything, anything you you desire, um, you'll get access. And I, I remember when we were growing up, I mean, the Christian books, we did not have many Christian books, especially uh, some kind of Christian novels or, or something I don't, in Russian, of course. Now it's flooded. You get, just, just go to the uh, christianbook.com. <clears throat> You'll get uh, topics on, let's say, marriage. There is tons and tons of, on parenting, tons of information. And um, there is it's just endless. Information is endless. We have access to a lot of information. So, but then again, why do we have such a problem lately uh, with, not only with young people. I, I, I can't say only, you know, all younger generations start to stray away from God. No, it, it's, 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 it's lately people. Why? Why do, um, let's say, compare, I, I read some um, information on, on statistics like, um, well, but that was on millennials. Millennials is, as you know, it's people who were born, I thought it was people who were born like from 2000 and on, but no, millennials actually consider, according to Wikipedia, but uh, considered to be People who were born 1980s, later 1980s, and up to 2000, a little bit over to um, 2000. I think the next generation is going to be called, or is called, Generation Z. <laughs> uh, who knows what that means, but um, anyway. But the um, study showed that this age group, 25% do not associate with any religion. They took, I think, like 2,500 people, different types. And um, so 25% does not belong to any religion. Another uh, 75%, we can only imagine, you know, you, 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 <laughs> you go through, you know, nominate Christians or who call themselves Christian and, and so on. That. Um, and compared to before 1948, there was only 7% of the same age people were, did not associate with religion. So we have like three times more people are going away from God with all this knowledge, with all this access to Christian literature, everything. And, and then you think, why? Why? Well, besides, you know, there's Bible says, Bible says that um, knowledge makes you more like, I, I'm not sure I cannot quote in, in English, but it's knowledge makes you more prideful. Yeah. So um, the spiritual gift of discernment is also known as the gift um, distinguishing between spirits. The word, um, there is a Greek word, and I didn't want to go into this, but it basically, it, what it says, it says three things. Next. To distinguish, discern, judge, or appraise person, 
statement, situation, or environment. So, discern, judge, or appraise person, statement, situation, or environment. No, we cannot be judgmental, are we? So, spiritual discernment. What is spiritual discernment? You have ability to discern what is right and what is wrong. You have ability to discern or judge or appraise a person. And then we'll, we'll go on. How do we, how do we discern? And not even a person. There's, there's a, there could be a situation, statement, situation, or environment, right? Um, but then we need, we need something to, to compare to. We cannot just, oh, I feel like. This is not godly. We cannot say that. Because feelings are fluid. You know, feelings could change. Today could be one. We have, we have to have something different. And well, you, you guys know it already. But um, So let's read um, 1 Corinthians. If you have Bibles, you can open. If not, we're going to have slides. Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 4, from 4 to 10. <clears throat> there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. It should be there. Josh, next. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. So this is the, the gifts of spirits that God gives us. And, uh, you know, some people can say, well, you know, I was not given, <laughs> given this spirit and God decided not to give me that particular spirit. But what I think right here is, like, do we have all access to speaking in tongues? Do we have this ability? Yes, we do. Do we have, like the Bible says, if you, if you ask, God will give you. And even, you know, the, the, the greatest, the, the gift of prophecy we can all have it, right? And the gift of uh, what was healing. There is, there is a, it's a different topic about the gifts of, of the Spirit, but just, just briefly, um, you can have all those gifts. Some people will have more like gift of healing. They will have a special big gift of healing. But I think all of us need to have a gift of discernment of spirits. All of us need to have the gift of discernment of spirits. Why? Especially in this day and age where there's so much information, we need to process, we need to learn how to, how to say, you know what? This is godly, this is not. And we'll, we'll go uh, and we'll learn how. Um, can we do the next slide? Uh, it's a verse, Hebrew 5.14 slide. Okay. Uh, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, 
That is, those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Is that the same uh, translation there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, use, um, have their senses exercised to discern. So, what we are doing right now, we are learning, and we need to learn how to exercise our senses to discern. What happens a lot and what I see a lot, a lot of people, they just accept information without any process, without even thinking about it. For instance, do you ever get those messages long, oh, pray people in, let's say, Algeria is being killed right now um, and sent to 10 more people? And uh, actually, when you take time and you Google it, it's, the people were killed four years ago, and that thing happened like a long, long time ago. And, but we don't even think about it. We just automatically do things. We just send. Or um, you know how viruses come to our computers? Of course you know. You, without thinking, you click on, hmm, that's very interesting. Uh, email. I'm going to open it. I don't know who is that from, but I'm going to open it. And then something comes up. Okay? This is, and this is not spiritual discernment, but what I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of times we just, we just hear information. We do not process. We don't we don't um, process through the correct filters, and we just accept as it is. It could be good and could be bad. And uh, there is another uh, could be problem that people question everything, like like question Bible, <laughs> asking a lot of questions, but in the way uh, of um, they're not asking to actually find out, but asking to. Uh, demote the Bible or truthfulness of Bible. Um, have you heard the... I'm pretty sure if you took class maybe in philosophy in the university or even in the high school, have you heard the term critical thinking? I, I heard this term long, many, many times and I... Um, you know, I'm, I'm always like, okay, I need to be, you know, always kind of thinking. I need to be very critical thinking. What is critical thinking? Sounds good. Objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment. Nothing wrong, right? It's good. And, and we have to have critical thinking in some issues. Objective analysis and evaluation of issue in order to form a judgment. And by the way, uh, I just found out that the, on the critical thinking, there's a whole classes. There could be like the whole semesters. Um, and there's actually like a whole website. Uh, just, I just kind of glanced. I didn't have a time to look. But there's, there's a whole um, organization actually called critical thinking. And they are, they are trying to teach uh, teachers in, in, in university, all the 
professors how to teach, so they, they will know how to teach a critical thinking. It is, sounds good, and it, it, it's, it's a good, um, in a way it is good, but when they are teaching critical thinking from the world point view, it's not as good for Christians. And here's why. Um, critical thinking is, I think we have a next slide, is it? No? No, it's okay. It's going to be next video. Okay. Um, critical thinking, it says um, you have to come to the, before you're going to come to the conclusion, and, and I'm sure you've heard this term, you have to be open-minded. Being open-minded, is it good or bad? Good or bad? Huh? Okay. In what way nice it could be bad? Or let's say, in what way it could be good? Some of you probably know. I, I have to... Uh, when, I, when I teach and talk about things, I usually have to do... Um, you know, diagrams, I have to act things out. It's kind of what I call an Italian overhead, you know, instead of drawing, I, I just kind of draw things in, in space and everything, and I decided I would use this chair, because that's a really nice, uh, a real nice illustration. What I'm trying to explain to you tonight is what I call the uh, fixed point of reference. The fixed point of reference. Now, um, it's already been mentioned several times this weekend in different ways. And you're going to recognize it when I start getting into it and explaining it to you. You're going to, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Because all of us have encountered this particular issue. I want to underline it because in terms of, you may not realize this. I bet you a lot of you do. Christians have a particular, peculiar way of thinking. They have a particular, peculiar view of reality that usually, often, I mean, it, it comes head to head with the way the world thinks. And the more the world changes and the more the world buys into atheism and relativism and humanism and all those other isms out there, the more conflict we have. Now, what I would like to do tonight is try to help equip you folks to understand why you think the way you do. And where your worldview comes from, because everybody has a worldview, they just don't know it. The fixed point of reference, well, what in the world is it? Well, okay, let's imagine. It won't be too hard. You just imagine that I'm in a big, humongous, this dark room. It's a featureless room. It doesn't even have corners in it. It has round walls, you know. And the whole point of that is, I don't know where I am. And I'm feeling my way around in this room. And trying to figure out, you know, uh, the first thing anybody does when they get somewhere is they want to know where they are. <laughs> I had to get a map to find out, is this the way to get the veil? I finally found out where, but you know, you want to, and I'm groping around, trying to find my way around where I am. It's like, ah, he, ha, ha, oh, what is this? It's a chair. Yes. Ah. Oh, boy, yes. It has, it has legs and it has braces and it has a back. It's a chair. Ah, good. Ah. Now I can sit here. At least I know where I am. <laughs> I'm in the chair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good feeling. You know, now, now that I know I've got this chair, it's a home base. Yeah, home base. I can navigate 
from this chair. I can just kind of... You know, just kind of send out some feelers in. Just kind of... I'm going to find out where you... Just, yeah, there ain't nothing there. Yeah, anything back here. And I keep navigating. I get pretty good at it after a while. You know, I just kind of... I'm feeling pretty good. After a while, I really get daring. I get into the old dead reckoning, you know. One. Two. Three. of navigation, you know, when you're uh, out on a sailboat right here, out on the vast, featureless, expansive ocean out there, and you have no idea where you are. Well, one way you, you hear your sextant out there, and you shoot to the stars, you measure from the stars, and the reason you can measure from the stars to figure out where you are is because the stars don't move. They're fixed in space. Now, the Earth moves, and it makes it look like the stars move, but we know all that stuff. They don't move, but if the stars you wouldn't know where you are. That's a fixed point of reference. Everybody needs one. Everybody tries to have one. Some people try to believe it does not exist. Okay. Thank you. Um. Later on at home, you can watch the whole thing. It's like 35 minutes, I think, but it's just a short um, um, idea. You, you understand the idea, right? So open-minded is going to be a bad thing if it's not grounded in the Bible. Open-minded is going to be just disaster for any young person or any person on the earth if it's not grounded in the in the bible because as soon as you start to move that point of reference as you say well you know what i feel and i've heard you know what i actually personally heard it well i don't feel like bible is everything is correct there i don't feel like there's no, no such, a, uh, such, you know, feel like Bible is right or not. Bible is right, and that's, that's it. There's no. And um, some people say, well, 
we need to be in the, in the bad way. We need to be really open-minded. We're just, you're Christians. You're just so poor. You're just confined in those parameters. And you just, you're just closed-minded, right? This is a lot of times we hear that. In schools uh, or whatever, in the media, Christians are very closed-minded. But it, there is such a freedom in that when you know you're grounded, you know where you're going, you know where, where your point of reference. There's such a freedom. If you take, let's say, uh, let's say you take um, fish in the, in the fish tank, right? And you say, well, I'm going to free fish to do whatever she wants. I'm just going to liberate fish from the tank. And you take her out of water and then fish dies. Same thing with Christians. When, you know, when we are trying sometimes to liberate our mind and not be so confined into the biblical principles, we're trying to liberate ourselves and we're not attached to the word of God and our way of thinking is not attached to the word of God, we're just going to die. We're going to die spiritually right now, but then in eternity. And um, I'm not going to talk long. It just, uh, I kind of went to the, um, found this um, really good way of explaining its uh, answers in Genesis, Ken Ham. You know, and then he said that, um, Josh, you can turn slide 10. So we need to form kind of like a filter. And for you, it's going to be easier to remember, ask. So any information comes to you, you heard a preacher or you, you've heard somebody says anything. So number one, you, we need to check authority. What is the person's authority on the subject? If a surgeon talks about surgery and medical things, you kind of trust him, right? So the person speaking, he needs to have an authority, and um, th- that's the first. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other little things, but uh, I'm just going to say it briefly. Uh, I remember, uh, I'll tell you an example. I was not married. Oh, no, no, I, just, I think I was just married, um, not maybe two, three years, and I remember, sorry, I was not married. I was working uh, in the clinic, and there was one lady, um, she was a technician, like echo technician, and she was like saying, Allah, you know what? You don't know this, the man. Believe me, trust me. I've been married seven times, and I know them. (laughs) And here's, and she was saying, here's my advice to you. And, of course, you know, me being Christian and and saying, like, excuse me, you failed seven marriages, and you want to teach me? So, authority, this person has, and and sometimes people is going to suggest something to you, or going to say, give you advices. Okay, where do you go for advices? What's the resource? And sometimes it just dawns on me that um, people will go and consult to unchristian, unbelievers, or who has no clue in the Bible or the standards or um, 
there's, you know, whole, I'm not going to go into details, but like marriage, how do you start marriage? How do you find a person? And people are more prompt to the secular world of you or, or other, even Christians. The, and we see here, you know, in America, marriages are still failing and failing. They still promote dating and dating and dating, but marriages are still failing and it's getting worse. It's not getting any better. They, uh, if average age uh, of marriage used to be, what, 23, 24, now is 28 for a woman and something, 30-something for a guy, and um, because people do not want to be committed anymore because they, they are been dating for 10 years, having kids in the, in, the, in the house, and still, I, I don't know if I want to be married, you know, but it's a whole different subject, but... Just check authority. Check authority. Who do you ask? Who do you consult? This, uh, and, and especially on the most important things in your life, like choosing, choosing career, choosing, choosing uh, where to go to, to study or, or job or uh, do I need to move out of this city or like big things. Ask, consult, ask person who has a, who who has a biblical world of you and then uh, second what is that person's starting point starting point viewpoint is his viewpoint is biblical or humanistic is that person because this determines everything even now I don't know how about you guys, but when I hear a new preacher, I've never heard of it, or even a new singer, I'm, I'm like, oh, there's a new singer. Let me, I'm Googling it. I stop, this is my habit right now, because I almost, <laughs> I was sharing with the choir. There was one time I was, um, I was looking for, searching for a song for Easter, and I went, it was a Christian website, it was praisecharts.com. Um, There's a lot of times I take songs from there, and I found this nice, really nice song. And I, I, I see the name is Vicky Beecham. I think I've heard of her, but, uh, you know, it's, there's so many uh, information, and you kind of, I kind of forgot. And I was like, oh, okay, let me Google her. Who is she? <laughs> and actually, I'm glad I did. Um, I found out that she was, um, in 2004, well, she used to be a very known worship leader. Um, she wrote songs. She wrote a lot of songs. She wrote um, some even famous songs. I don't know which one, but uh, they were saying. And in 2014, she came out as a lesbian. Uh, but that's not it. Some people, they would come out and they, you know, they leave the ministry and they say, well, you know, I'm in sin and I'm just going to, you know, and we pray for these people, and, and that's it. But no, she is very active feminist. She is on all news. She, she's uh, everywhere. She's promoting, and, and sometimes when you read her blog, I, I read a couple of blogs at that time, um, she's like saying, you know, and the sad, I mean, it sounds kind of good, like the people are saying, she would say, the saddest thing is that 
I get really rude comments from Christians or, or really harsh comments from Christians. But then, you know, I get a lot of uh, good feedback from non-Christians. And so we need to know what is the starting point. Where are they standing on? And, and, and by the way, um, same thing with... Uh, there's... I mean, I'm, I'm against... Christian, uh, non-Christian music, period. But what, what sometimes what happens is we're starting to listen. Um, you guys know all pentatonics. This is not just a, they are, they, their melodies are beautiful. The, the way they do harmony is beautiful. It's amazing. It just, but then when you, when you dig deeper, do I want his, their music ever on our stage? No. Do you know why? They're not some unchristian music or, or artist. They're kind of neutral. They're, you know, a lot of non-Christians sing um, Christmas songs. But this particular group is very proactive gay activists. They are very, very, they are not quiet. They are very proactive. And we need to know that. We need to, we need to just kind of um, check the information. I remember about five or six years ago, I was also found this song about faith. I was looking for a kind of song. I wanted to find a song on YouTube about faith. You know, how we need to be strong. And then um, I was, uh, there was one song I, I found. Oh, I, wow, there's like, I think it was guys singing, seven or eight guys singing this song and the words were amazing at at first when I listened to it uh, and again you know what's the point of what depends on uh, what's the reference point or uh, from what point you're listening so the words were something like that that no matter how they try to kind of like pull us down we still are standing no matter we're going to be you know no matter what happens no matter what kind of storm is going to be in our lives we're going to be standing and i'm thinking from christian point of view you know no matter they're going to kill us they're going to beat us we're going to still stand as a christian and i was like wow how come i've never heard of this band and i start searching and i was like oh no so the, the whole team is like, they were gays, all of them. And um, they were on the show. It was uh, in Europe somewhere. So the, the, the guy actually, um, whoever was singing, he died from um, HIV, from the AIDS. And um, I was like, wow. You know, when, if I would have not checked the information where the source, I was like, oh, okay, you know, choir, let's sing that song. <laughs> there was, I remember, or somebody uh, gave me also a song. Uh, they were kind of like insisting. He, he's a long time ago. He's not in church, but uh, he was insisting on us singing Josh Groban's song about love. Um, but you know, some of the songs you, you don't know are, are you singing to God or are you singing to a girlfriend? You know, some of the songs you can do both ways. Depends, but um, anyway. So we really need to know what's the standpoint. We need to we need to be. Uh, in reason why I'm saying this, it's sometimes we're just so going with the flow. It's like, oh, who cares? 
You know, there's, it's such a, such a used, a lot of phrase. Who cares? Oh, come on, just relax. We need to know the source. We need to, we need to know even, even some preachers. Uh, there was a preacher, uh, John MacArthur, great, great theologian or great preacher. And I've, I've heard of him, like, you know, some other preachers were kind of mentioning him. It's like, okay, and I googled it. What's John MacArthur stands on Holy Spirit? And here's comes out. He has, like, whole conferences against speaking in tongues. And it's not just... Uh, against like a lot of gifts of Holy Spirit and even in Russia he was doing he's a Baptist he's a Calvinist but but then he's very aggressive against any um, uh, spiritual manifestations yeah and then you know you're you're thinking if we would not check you would recommend it to someone and, uh, and by the way, in Russia, actually, in Volinda region, when we were, there was a whole group that left church based on his teaching. So those things, when we do not use, if, if somebody would say, okay, what's his stand of view? Let's, let's check with the Bible. What's the authority? What, what Bible says about it? So the next one is knowledge. How they come to know what they know. How they come to know what they know. And again, we, we all come back to the basics. Bible, Bible, and Bible. Even, even somebody from our pulpit here in the church is going to say something that it's not based on Bible. We need to learn how to... How to filter or how to listen through the prism of the of the bible of the word of god but again guys if we do not read bible how are we gonna know that we are going away if we do not know the bible how are we gonna know if he's right or are we gonna say well you know what and, and sometimes it's funny i know that you know some people that um you have a discussion, and I know they've not been reading a Bible, but they say, but you know what? My opinion, and I feel like it's not right. And, and they would say it like so with authority because they have some status. They are a popular kid in the school, or they are, uh, they are popular among their peers. And they say, well, you know what? I don't feel like he is right, or whatever preacher or pastor was saying, I don't feel it was right. Well, you don't feel that was right. Based on what? Have you digged in? Have you digged in into the word of God? And the only reason why I'm saying this, I want to kind of stir in you desire to have more of God. To ask questions. Asking questions is not bad. With what motives you're asking questions. That's that's. Dis- uh, changes everything. There's been a time, like a lot of times, I would ask questions, God, I don't understand that. Okay, uh, in, in my train of thoughts, okay, I know, God, you're right, but I don't understand this passage. How, how can I find? What do I do? I don't go to my teachers in school. I go to pastor. I go to my leader. I go to someone that I know that um, could, you know, we can have a discussion. Hey, I, I don't understand this in the Bible. 
or even something that our pastors would be preaching or Dima would be preaching or any of the uh, um, leaders here is going to be preaching and you sincerely, you don't understand. What do you do? Don't afraid to ask questions. We want questions. We want questions. And I, I'm so happy sometimes when, when somebody would come and say, you know what? I don't understand what you just said. And I just said, why, you know, we have this revelation. And um, could you explain me? And I'm never threatened by, you know, by questions. I'm actually, I'm inspired. It's like, wow, this young man or this young woman is thinking, thinking. And that's, that's a great, that's a great way to, to, to be open-minded, but in the Bible, confined in the Bible, when we're confined in the Bible. So ask, ask a lot of questions. Don't be just ignorant. Don't be just like, oh, I don't even remember what was sermon all about, or, or kind of like neutral, not, not asking questions at all. This is, this is really a scary uh, position when we don't ask questions. But again, you need to learn how to ask questions from not to you already have your set mind and you asking questions only to argue. Do you understand? Sometimes, do you feel sometimes, you've seen those people sometimes, right? They ask rhetorical question, but they already made up their mind and they're asking questions only to further set their point. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. And last two slides. We're just going to end on the word of God. First Peter 2. Josh? Next slide. Mm-hmm. There's a First Peter. Okay. I'll read it. All scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I'm sorry, it's a second Timothy, sorry. Uh-huh. Second Timothy. So we have a lot of we all scriptures are given. We need to just um, truth that God is always right. We it's it's not negotiable. God is always right. If we're going to have this very rooted in our hearts, God is always right. And the second one, that all scriptures are inspiration of God. There is no, there is no errant, um, mistakes in the Bible. All scriptures. All scriptures. No matter what. If we don't understand, we need to dig, dig in. We need to ask questions. And last verse. Um, first Th- Thessalonians 5. Thessalonians. Uh, Thessalonians. Here you go. Paralipomenon. For you guys in Russian. <laughs> um, 5.21. But test all things carefully so you can recognize what is good? Hold firmly to that which is good. 
test all things carefully. And I, when, I, when I was reading this verse, test, it does not say experiment. Some people think that God kind of like, oh, we need to test all things. So I need to go through all things so I can know what's going on. No. Test. See. Test. Like, go through the, the ask questions. Go through the filter. And then see what's good and what's not. So I'm, um, that's all I wanted to say. Just kind of, honestly, just want to stir up, if I could say, a spiritual intelligence. <laughs> so we would not be ignorant of the Bible. We would not feel um, like out of place when we talk about some spiritual matters that you guys can, you know, have the fire in your eyes because you just read, you just, you were digging, you had revelations of your own. That would be so awesome. I had on my heart, <clears throat> um, it just, with a couple of people we, we've talked, and I know there's a lot of you right now that are, you don't know what to do. What's your next step? You're kind of like at the, at the road, um, and I'm talking about this, um, like you're finishing school, you don't know what profession to start, what's, what, uh, what, which way to go. And I really want us to pray that God will reveal you, will give you clarity what to do. Even if you need to change a job. Changing a job is not a small matter. Oh, you know what, big deal. Changing a job could be, you know, boost you up spiritually or actually put you down. So I um, really want to pray. Um, this, if you can, guys, you and a couple of people, musicians, maybe you can come. Um, 